Oh, yeah. TGIF Let's Go Neighborhood. Sometimes you just gotta book some fantasy to plan out some wrestling, what you want it to be. This is By the Book. Come take a look. By the Book. Well, technically, you'll hear it. DC's just a fan laying out his plan. By the Book. To get you in the spirit. This is By the Book. So, hey, neighborhood, if you're feeling low, DC will save you with this podcast show. This is By the Book. By the book. Shooby doo wop, wada. Yeah. Welcome back to By the Book. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. It is the Corona Cup. I believe this is episode 20. I don't know if I named the episode number in the last episode, but this is episode 20. It is a beautiful Sunday morning. The window is open. I can hear the birds. None of them seem to be watching me, which is a good sign. It's a lovely day, a lovely spring day, and I'm happy to be sharing it with you. Our plan for today is to finish the consolation round of the Tag Team Tournament Season 2 of the Corona Cup. We are on page 25. There are only 32 pages, so we only have about eight or so to go. I'm excited. I hope you're excited. And unlike the last episode in which I spent the first 12 minutes talking about uh, ice, was ice cream a topic? Might have been. Yes, ice cream and golf balls were a topic in that. Uh, I'm ready to just dive right in. So strap in, buckle up. Let's get ready to talk about some tag teams that didn't win in the first round. Our first matchup are the Brothers Blue. Oh, Jacob and Eli, the Blue Brothers, taking on the Vulture Squad. And now we remember our rules, of course. Named is better than unnamed. Seen is better than unseen. We must always consider historical context. And, of course, uh, if I can't name the two people in the tag team, that's probably a bad sign. However, I know now. I didn't even have to look it up. I think I will always know that the Vulture Squad is made up, of course, of Bebop and Rocksteady. No, no, those were the Turtles. Um, Ruckus and Jigsaw, the Vulture Squad. Uh, having said that, I have seen the Blue Brothers. I have not seen the Vulture Squad, so I will have to Give the win to the Harris Brothers in one of their many incarnations. I've never been wild about the Harris Brothers. This is probably my favorite version, however, because uh, I loved the hair. The, the, the Appalachian Mountain Men worked for me as a kid because I'd never been to Appalachia. I'd never seen a mountain man, despite spending uh, time in rural Vermont as a kid, in which case there were probably mountain men somewhere about there, too. I... Uh, the mystique of the Appalachian Mountain Man worked for a very young 
um, DC Matthews. And of course, this was also my first introduction to Dutch Mantel and Uncle Zeb, who would then become Zeb Coulter. Can I talk about how it, I loved that they kept the name? He was Uncle Zebakaya in the early to mid-90s. He leaves WWF for 15 years, and when he comes back, they still call him Zeb. Consistency, continuity, love that sort of thing. Uh, the team of Tai Chi and Zack Sabre Jr., who I believe might still be New Japan Tag Champions. I don't even know. I'm not paying attention to New Japan anymore. Taking on the team of Santino Morella and Vladimir Kozlov. From a Wrestle Silly point of view, I don't have a rule about Wrestle Silly, but from a Wrestle Silly point of view, this is a very easy um, matchup in the sense that uh, Santino and Vladimir were incredibly silly. However, I don't know that I've ever watched them as a tag team. And they certainly didn't win any titles, so I think I have to go against Wrestle Silly and give the win to uh, Tai Chi and Saber. I have watched them as a team. I'm more and more impressed with Tai Chi each time I saw him before canceling uh, my New Japan subscription. A, I wasn't watching, and B, I don't agree with who they chose to lead their company. Uh, the Golden Boys versus Chronic. This must have been. This was a. This was a Glenn versus Glenn, sort of matchup. Um, and not a sort of, it was. It was hot tag versus hot tag. The Golden Boys versus the Brothers Royal. Um, so, and Chronic, who did Chronic lose to? Uh, Brothers of Destruction. This is tough luck for both of these teams. Um, and it's tough for me to decide because I have seen Chronic. I have not seen the Golden Boys. And neither of these teams truthfully, uh, should be in the double losers bracket, uh, if only for the Steven Regal corollary, or I don't know that corollary would be the right word. Uh, Lord Steven Regal should never be in the double losers bracket. So I'm going to do a little bit of creative uh, maneuvering here. I will give the win to the Golden Boys because it is Steve Regal and because it is uh, a Glenn hot tag. However, I am not writing Chronic in the double loser's bracket. I'm actually going to put a little asterisk here because at some point, Chronic will force their way into the second round. It's not going to happen on this page, but at some point later, once you forget I said this, Chronic will reemerge and, and force their hand back into this. Uh, the final matchup is the Orient Express versus the Vashans. I've seen the Orient Express. I have not seen the Vashans. Um, I'm assuming this is the um, Pat Tanaka and Kato version, a.k.a. Bad Company, not the Pat Tanaka and Sato version. Um, Sato, of course, would go on to become Shinja, manager of Hakushi. You're welcome for that piece of information. All right, so uh, page 25, not quite finished. Not quite yet. Page 26. The Master Blasters going up against Scorpio 
and the Sandman, Too Cold Scorpio, of course. Not the other wrestling Scorpio. Danny Scorpio, of course. Um, Master Blasters have a name. I've seen both tag teams. Neither fits a historical context, except, I suppose, the Master Blasters is the first time most people, if they were watching, uh, were introduced to Kevin Nash. There is some historical context there, I suppose. I don't think it's enough to, to really count. Um, I can't tell you the names of the Master Blasters. I know it was Al Green and Kevin Nash, and I know one of them was Steel. I'm assuming the other one was named Rage, not to be confused with High Voltage, or something of that nature. Uh, so on that alone, I will give the win to Scorpio and the Sandman, the Master Blasters, go into the double losers bracket. Uh, the Amazing French Canadians, which would be... Um, I don't even know if they were amazing. I think they were just the French Canadians. This is the Quebecers in WCW uh, taking on Tajiri and William Regal. And again, whoops, there's not, I don't know why I put a J there. T. Uh, William Regal does not belong in the doubles losers bracket. And so because there is a better version of the team of Jacques and Pierre as the Quebecers, uh, they're taking on the Hart Foundation. I think we talked about that in the last episode in the second round of the tournament proper. Uh, we will give the win to Tajiri and Regal, if only because they did a great video a couple years ago with Tajiri showing up at the Performance Center and William Regal being there, and uh, Regal got to pull some of his faces. He is up there with Vince McMahon in terms of the best face pulling uh, in wrestling history, I say. So that alone gives them the win. Uh, Ohio versus everything, that would be the Christ brothers taking on the diamonds in the rough. Hmm. 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 I've never seen the Christ brothers, though I remember them now, at least. If you're wondering why I'm clicking my tongue, it's because I'm flipping through the other pages trying to figure out where Chronic's going to show up. Uh, it might be here, I think, is kind of where I'm going with this. I'm trying to see if there are uh, another. Nope. All right. So here we go. Uh, the Chris brothers make their way in to the ring. And the diamonds in the rough uh, are on their way out. That, of course, is David Young and Elix Skipper, I want to say. And Chronic just takes them all out takes them all out, and pins the Christ brothers, the team I haven't seen, and advances into the second round. And so, taking the place, the diamonds in the rough, will go into page 25 to take on the Vachans. And Ohio versus everything is in the double lucid bracket. So... Quickly, Chronic makes themselves back into the tournament. Uh, the team of Axel and Balls of Mahoney taking on TM61. That, of course, Shane Thorne and Nick Miller. This is not the Mighty Don't Kneel. This is the NXT version, which... I don't want to get into a pontification about um, tag teams in a Vince McMahon-controlled company. 
we could talk for hours about that. Uh, TM61 was good. They were a good team that was never going to make it in WWE. It was never going to happen. They were never going to be... They didn't have the size of the Authors of Pain. They probably had their best match against the Authors of Pain. I seem to recall Shane Thorne diving off of some steel structure. Uh, but they were never going to make it. They had accents. They were too small. There wasn't anything special about them. They weren't going to succeed. And credit to Nick Miller for seeing that. Maybe he left for different reasons. But I, I'd like to think that he saw that he did not have a future. He could have stayed in NXT for a little while, but eventually like there wasn't going to be a lot for them to do. And Shane Thorne was clearly the star of that team. He was the Jeff Hardy. He was the Shawn Michaels, if you want to make those comparisons. And he left. He went back to Australia, I think. Um, and so credit to them. Axel and Balls Mahoney, good team, chair swinging, ECW. But I think I got to give it to TM61, if only because of the fact that they had that great match with the Authors of Pain. And, and also, I just think, I think they were, you know, they, and I, I am putting a lot into their heads. But the fact that they had their run and then that was it, I don't know. I might be making the wrong decision. I should. I might be fault. I might be crediting them where I should be faulting them. Maybe they should have kept going. Maybe they should have made it onto the main roster to do nothing. I'm trying to think. They're not the Street Profits. The Street Profits are the last team I think that kind of made it, and they had charisma to spare. And Montez Ford is, as I've said over and over again, a once in a generation type talent. Um. Yeah, I'll give the win to TM61. Um, they will take on, maybe I should consider that too. Who are they going to face? They're going to take on the loser of America's Most Wanted versus the Headbangers. All right, fair enough. I don't see them beating either of those two teams, so perhaps this is all for naught. I probably shouldn't be thinking this much about a consolation matchup. Let's move on. Uh, next page. Harlem Heat 2000, what up, Big T? Taking on Kevin Sullivan and Taz. Clearly, Kevin Sullivan and Taz got to get this win. You know, Harlem Heat 2000 is great because it involves a very out-of-shape Ahmed Johnson. And that's it. Um, Chuck Palumbo and Sean O'Hare, who lost to uh, the Calamari Catch Kings. I remember that. Uh Taking on the Freebirds. Now, which... This can't be... This can't be the actual Freebirds. This must be some different version of the Freebirds. This must be the Michael Hayes, Jimmy Garvin version. Maybe Terry Gordy's not involved here. Um, you know, this is the, the, the problem you run into when you do this and you do different versions of the same team. Yeah, the Freebirds beat Heidenreich and Animal back on page five. So, you know, I, interestingly, ooh, ooh, 
do I go back and change something else? So here's my thought process. I am not distinguishing between the different versions of the New Day. Um, I'm, not fact, I'm not considering Kofi and Xavier versus Big E and Kofi versus Big E and Xavier. I'm treating them all as one. Now, when I started this tournament, I don't think Big E had been split from the New Day on different brands. I think that sounds right. Um, or if they had, it had just happened. And so, you know, at this point, we might consider Kofi and Xavier as a separate team because they have won and lost tag gold without Big E being a factor. So were I to do this again, I might have to consider Kofi and Xavier as a separate team from a team that involved Big E. Um, but because I didn't do that, it is a little weird that I did it with the Freebirds. And so one wonders, should I? Should we have a second Freebirds team that was probably very good, it just wasn't the the top version with all three of them um, running around? Or should I have used this for Chronic? And, you know, it really would have made sense to do that because Chronic fought Chuck Palumbo and Sean O'Hare. I don't know if they were the team. This was when it was, what was it, New Breed or whatever, New Blood, and, you know, there were different versions. Gingerak was in there. Stasiak was in there. At one point, it was Gingerak and O'Hare and Palumbo and Stasiak. I think, and I could be totally wrong on this, but I think it wasn't until WWF bought them that they took Palumbo and O'Hare, who they obviously thought were the two stars of that group, and put them together. Uh, again, I could be totally wrong on that. Um, my end of WCW history is not, not the best. So I could... Cancel Chronic coming in. I could go back and, and delete that. And I'm doing, this is why I don't like doing all of this kind of chicanery and, and, and actual booking because you wind up going back and changing things. But I'm going to. Diamonds in the Rough defeat Ohio versus everything. So, and really, yeah. So what I'm going to do is the Vashans are going to get a buy. The Vashans are going to get a buy in the double losers bracket. They're not going to wrestle anybody. So I'm not going to put the Freebirds in there. Um, Chronic wins. Diamonds in the Rough advances. Or Chronic isn't there. Diamonds in the Rough advances. Ohio versus everything goes into the second uh, sec double losers bracket. In On page 27, in the tournament proper, the Dream Team defeated the Freebirds. Dream Team of Beefcake and Valentine. That still happens. But in this case... This is where Chronic comes in. Chronic takes out the Freebirds and takes their spot to go after Palumbo and O'Hare. And now we have a feud that's considered continuing 20-plus years after um, surviving death because Brian Adams and Sean O'Hare have both passed away. Uh, I'm giving the win to Chronic because I do like that team very much, Palumbo and O'Hare, while I've been very... Uh, Open on my thoughts on Sean O'Hare and what a what could have been. Uh, they go into the double losers bracket. All right. Hopefully, that's the end of my booking because now I have messed this. You know, as someone who really likes neat brackets, 
There are so many cross-outs and things going on now. I'll be fine. I'm not going to care. I'm certainly not going to rewrite them. But I, I would like to be done with that, if that's okay. Uh, Primo and Epico def- uh, taking on Simon Diamond and Johnny Swinger. That would be a great match. Simon Diamond, really good wrestler. Johnny Swinger, decent wrestler. Primo and Epico, quality wrestlers. That would be really fun to watch. I like Simon Diamond. Simon has a problem. I think his character was great. Johnny Swinger was such an obvious uh, Shawn Michaels ripoff that wasn't anywhere close to even being close I didn't care for Johnny Swinger. Um, and I think Primo and Epico are underrated. You know, they, they became the Shining Stars, which was a decent gimmick. The Matadors thing, that was weird. But I think Primo and Epico are better than a lot of people think. So I'm giving them the win. Diamond and Swinger. Double losers bracket. And then we have the Smoking Guns. This must be the... Oh, this is the version with Sonny. I was going to assume this was the babyface version, since arguably the heel version was better. Uh, but this is the version with Sonny. They lost to Strike Force, another hot tag. Uh, taken on the Valiant Brothers, who were probably very good, but I didn't see them. So, Smoking Guns, and I'll put Sonny down there so we know. Valiants into the cons- or double losers bracket. Page 28. The WCW version of Public Enemy, the very watered-down version, still probably entertaining, but they couldn't do the kind of stuff they could do in ECW, uh, taking on PG-13, J.C. Ice and Wolfie D. Clarence Mason is the man crossing T's and dotting I's. He tells the truth and whole truth and never tells a lie. We are the nation of domination. Anyways, um, PG-13, entertaining, but again, you want to talk about two undersized wrestlers. Both of these guys uh, would struggle to, they were probably 160, maybe, maybe even less in terms of poundage. Um, So I'll give the win to Public Enemy. Again, not the greatest version of that team, but decent enough that they'd beat J.C. Ice and Wolfie D. Rocco Rock, also very underrated. Uh, Mexican America, that would be Hernandez and Ar- Anarchia, I think, taking on Big Vito and Johnny the Bull. I've seen them. Haven't seen Mexican America. Easy enough. I realize that I'm going to get to a point where, whether it's the triple losers bracket, whether I don't know what, what bracket it's going to be, it's going to be a bunch of teams I've never seen. So I'm either going to have to go to YouTube and watch which is problematic because what if the Vulture Squad is really good? What if Ruckus and Jigsaw are amazing and I all of a sudden think they belong much further along in the tournament? So I'm going to have to figure that out. I may take out all those teams. When I rewrite, so I'm going to have to rewrite anyways, I may take out the teams I haven't seen and put them in a separate section because um, it's really not fair. And then go for just the really, your ding-dongs, your Enzo and Cass, the, the really bad teams. Uh, Kane and X-Pac, an excellent team who lost to uh, Ted DiBiase and Steve Williams. A lot of good teams are the victim of hot tags. Uh, they will easily defeat the team of Bushi and Takahashi. Kane and X-Pac was very good. Uh, 
I am a victim of the Mandela effect. If you don't know what that is, it's where you're convinced something happened that didn't happen. Um, I, for some reason, I am sure that I saw Cain in DX Green. I am positive that I, at some point I saw Cain in his original getup, the red and the black, but instead of red, it was DX Green. That didn't happen, as far as I'm aware. So did I slip into an alternate universe in which that did happen? And that's where I remember it from. Um, did I see a photo of it that somebody had photoshopped and it just stuck in my head? That could be. I don't know, but I feel like it happened, but I don't think it did either way. Uh, the PYT Express, which is Coco Beware and Friend. I want to say Norville, Neville, Norville. Either way, they're losing to the Gangstas, another team that probably should have advanced. They took on, oh, hmm, they dealt with Harpro. Yeah, okay, that was going to happen. But uh, the Gangstas, you know, as much as I love Luke Harper, obviously, Brody Lee, tragic that we lost him. Um, and his team with Eric Rowan was great. I didn't have the historical context rule when this tournament started. If I did, I might have had to give the win to the Gangstas. Because historical context, they showed up in a promotion, Smoky Mountain, in a promotion that did not have anyone who looked like them. And they said and did things that were ridiculous for a kind of mid-south to southern uh, old-timey wrestling promotion. So uh, they won. They're going to go far in this tournament, I think, because of that. But either way. All right. Page 29. We're cruising. Uh, the New Rockers, Marty Jannetty and Leif Cassidy. How I love the New Rockers. Uh, taking on the decade. I want to say BJ Whitmer's part of that. I don't recall. And I'm not looking it up. So, New Rockers get the win. Decade loses. Uh, the Truth Commission. I was just looking them up for the list, actually. Uh, making my list for the list. I don't know where, you know, this is not coming out for a couple of weeks. Um, I'm not sure where we'll stand on the list. I have two lists going right now. Um, I have to, I'm not going to pitch them. I'm going to bring them up and see what GQ and Doc decide. Uh, knowing, knowing them, uh, they'll pick a third option that I will then have to redo. But either way. Uh, the Truth Commission taking on Bromans, Jesse Goddards and Robbie E. Never saw them, so we give this to Recon and Sniper. I'll assume Kurgan was involved in some way. Kurgan the Interrogator with his uh, big hands, and they had tape around the fingers, which looked very cool. Lars Sullivan should have had that. Huge hands. Uh, Chavo and Hernandez taking on Ishii and Godo. Uh, that'd be a real good match. That'd be a real good match. You, you could have the big men slapping meat with Ishii and Hernandez and Goto, three big guys, even though Ishii's not huge. Uh, and then you got Chavo, the wily veteran. <sighs> That's tough. Um, pretty sure I've seen them both, although I don't know if I've seen Chavo or Hernandez, or I just, again, feel like I have. Same could be said for the New Japan team. Uh, I'm going to give it to Chavo and Hernandez because uh, I like that wily veteran sort of element. 
And let us not forget that the very first, speaking of the list, the very first best wrestler in the world on the very first episode of the list was Chavo Guerrero. It's true. Uh, last up, the West Texas Rednecks taking on the Prophecy. I don't know who the Prophecy is, um, so we will give it to the Rednecks, and their rap is crap. And so we have uh, the Decade and Bromance and Ishii and Goto versus the Prophecy. Maybe at some point I'll look up who these teams are, or maybe, again, I'll give the win to the teams I know, and we'll redo some things. All right, we're coming down to it here. Um, the Spirit Squad versus Age of the Fall. I know that Tyler Black was part of Age of the Fall. Tyler Black, of course, being the future Seth Rollins. So you have the future Seth Rollins taking on, I'm assuming, the future Dolph Ziggler. Because, again, I'm not distinguishing. I'm assuming it's two. I'm assuming this would be Kenny and Nikki, which would be Ziggler and Kenny Dykstra, who recently retired. Um, again, I feel like all these teams involve Jimmy Jacobs in some way. Uh, I technically have seen the Spirit Squad. I don't know that I've ever seen a Tyler Black match. So, uh, the team of Buddy Rose and Doug Summers from AWA taking on Awesome Truth. That'd probably be entertaining. You got the two bigger guys who think they're sex symbols versus uh, Awesome Truth, which was good. I give the win to Awesome Truth. They were named. Um, I have watched both. But, you know, Awesome Truth led that stable kind of led to a wrestlemania main event so that's got to be something uh bunkhouse buck and dick slater a team i remember very well and, and always enjoyed taking on gallus uh gallus is tricky because of the bad guy rule which we haven't had to talk about in the last couple episodes and i'm grateful for that um you know, Joe Coffey, eh, Wolfgang, eh. Uh, they're both still employed. So obviously, whatever they did either wasn't, you know, Jack Gallagher left, got fired, or whatever. El Ligero disappeared. Gallus and, or, yeah, the guys from Gallus stuck around. One could one wonders, knowing who runs this company, did they stick around because whatever they are accused of uh, either hasn't been proven or wasn't as widespread or was dealt with, or are they sticking around because they're big and they look like pro wrestlers and no amount of tattoos is going to make Jack Gallagher look like a pro wrestler. He just looks like one of if Percy Weasley became a Death Eater. And El Ligero, I know Glenn, I think, was friendly with him. Uh, so I apologize to Glenn for the fact that I'm bringing this up, which might be a sore subject. My apologies, my friend. Um, El Ligero had the mask, but again, small. So that's the, you know, I'll assume, I'll try to assume that... Uh, they're employed because it, it's not just because they're size. I'll assume it's for whatever reason um, things were handled. I don't know. So 
it's tough because Gallus should win. Whether it's Wolfgang and Mark Coffey or the Coffey brothers, Gallus should win. The question is, or no, let me rephrase. They would win over Bunkhouse Buck and Dick Slater. The question is, should they win? And again, I don't want to get on a soapbox, but if Twitter existed in the heyday of Jimmy Golden and Dick Slater, I don't know what would have been said about them. You know, we are presuming that because I am not personally aware of any scandal involving the two of them, that none existed. So, you know, it's, it's times like this where you want to be able to take all of the other stuff out. We had this conversation on last week's episode for me, which would be weeks ago for you since you're in the future, um, talking about the list. You know, do we remove everything outside of who Hulk Hogan was as a wrestler, even taking out the backstage politics? just on camera that guy or do you have to consider the whole package it's it's easier to consider the whole package with chris benoit because of what he did i totally get that but you talk about your hulk hogan's um whether or not randy savage did something with stephanie mcmahon when she was underage that's the rumor uh again we don't know but like, how much of this stuff do you need to consider? Uh, either way, uh, I'll go with Gallus because I do think they would win. Bunkhouse Buck and Dick Slater were your WCW Saturday night team that was good, but they were going to lose to your American males. They were going to lose to your Stars and Stripes. They were going to lose to your insert tag team involving Marcus Andrew, Alexander Bagwell here. Scorpio, another team. Patriot, that's Stars and Stripes. Um, so I'll give the win to Gallus. They've won multiple titles. I don't think Bunkhouse Buck and Dick Slater ever did. Uh, last up, the Butcher and the Blade taking on uh, the boss, big boss man and Ken Shamrock. Uh, again, boss man and Shamrock, uh, I believe we're tag team champions. I don't think we can say that yet for the Butcher and the Blade. Well, I think I would like that tag team. I also haven't seen them. So, two pages to go. Big names on this page. Uh, the Mean Street Popsy versus Forever Hooligans. I misspelled hooligans, and I'm mad at myself for it. Uh, I think the hooligans are Rocky Romero and uh, another Kozlov, but not Vladimir. The other one. I don't remember his name. So just on that alone, uh, good for Rodney and Pete Gass. I'll never forget those names. They shall advance. Uh, oh, I forgot about this one. Ooh, uh, Chris Jericho and Christian in one corner. Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle in the other corner. I sit back and for 26 minutes am just wholly entertained. Uh, to remind us all, Jericho and Christian lost to the British Invasion. I believe there might have been a hot tag about that one. And Benoit Angle lost to the Bushwhackers. There had to be a bad guy rule there. I'm trying to think. Uh, because I'm going through things for the list. 
uh, I've looked at a lot of Raw results and SmackDown results from the year 2000. Benoit and Angle were a team for a while, you know, maybe like a couple months, which when you're looking at Raw and SmackDown is a while because you're looking at eight to ten of those shows a month. Uh, Benoit and Angle were a team. Jericho and Christian, I don't remember being a team for as long. Again, I made the bad guy rule for guys like Austin Aries and Joey Ryan and people of that nature. Um, But we cannot ignore the fact that Chris Benoit belongs on that list. As much as I still enjoy watching him wrestle, and I do, I don't enjoy watching him talk, but I enjoy watching him wrestle. So because of that, and again, I... I think at some point I will have to just take Benoit and Angle off this list because, you know, I can't just keep doing the bad guy role. Having said that, do they beat the Forever Hooligans, a team that I have not seen? Alex Kozlov was the name. Just popped into my head. Um, I'll think about that when I get to it. We'll deal with that. I can, I can punt on that and wait. So Jericho and Christian advance. Uh, early Harlem Heat, the Kane and Cole version of Harlem Heat, taking on Cody and Adam Page. Harlem Heat has a name. Cody and Page do not. I've seen Harlem Heat as Kane and Cole. I have not watched Cody and Adam Page as a tag team. Uh, The only historical context that probably comes out of this is he might have been Booker T by the time Booker said the uh, racial word talking about I think Hulk Hogan in in a promo obviously didn't mean to it was an accident but um, that's probably the only historical context that comes out of this and uh, I can name them all so I gotta go with Harlem Heat you know my apologies to the hardcore AEW people listening to this who love these teams I might love them, too, if I watched, but I can't. I don't have cable. There's no way for me to get TNT. I don't know how to watch AEW. I don't think it's up. You know, the app's difficult. There's lots of commercials. So I guess I could watch it, but it's a lot of work. Uh, Cody returns with uh, it's the team of Goldust and Stardust taking on Ric Flair and Roddy Piper. Another likely 20-ish minute match that I would enjoy very much. Um Flair and Piper were a team like before Flair's retirement. Uh, I don't recall them. You know, I didn't see them if they were a team in the NWA. So I'm given the win. I'll try to redeem myself to Cody Rhodes by giving the win to Goldust and Stardust. Although we would have had Cody versus Cody, which would always is always fun. Uh, and Flair and Piper will go down to the double losers bracket just because. I'm not sure that they were a team. I think they were more like two singles wrestlers who happened to be teaming. I don't think they were a a legit tag team. One page to go. ICP versus the Brain Busters. How in the world did the Brain Busters get up? Hot tag, Sumerian Death Squad. Uh, Yes, the Brain... What am I doing? Writing it in the wrong place. Brain Busters easily wipe the floor with ICP. The masters of the powerbomb, Sid and Vader, 
will defeat the team of TJP and Falabal, which I believe is his name. Uh, I can't read. Oh, DOA. I thought it said Don. So it says Harris, and then in parentheses it says DOA, but my A almost looks a little bit like an N. Cause it, and so I was like, is this just Don Harris? No, this is the Disciples of Apocalypse. This is, Ch uh, no, Chains is Brian Lee. This is Skull and 8-Ball, because they were both bald. Uh, this is them, but they are losing uh, to the Bolsheviks, Nikolai Volkov and Boris Zukov. And I will make sure when I do DOA. There will be no doubt that's an A. And then the last match uh, will be the Super Destroyers, otherwise known as the Irwin Brothers, uh, defeating the team of Okada and Will Ospreay. And I am fully using the bad guy rule with that. Whew, we're done. Consolation round is over. Which is great. Except... Um, the problem I run into now is what to do next. Uh, I should probably deal with the double losers bracket. Um, you know, try to just get a lot of these things done. So if I do that in the next episode, I think what I'm going to do is I will do the double losers bracket. I'm not going to take out any teams that I haven't heard of. I'm going to do the double losers bracket. So I will have, there are four double losers per page so I will have so when I look at page one two people will advance two people will be in the triple losers I think I'm going to compile a list of all the people in the triple losers bracket and then I will get rid of all the teams that uh, I don't know not the ones I haven't seen the ones I honestly don't know I know of Magnus and Samoa Joe like I know they're a team I've seen both of them um at least separately. I've never seen Ruckus or Jigsaw wrestle. So, and then we'll figure out where we're at. It, the issue becomes I might not have a perfect bracket, and I will have to deal with that when that comes. So that, I believe, is what I'm going to do next. I, I might try to do that in one big bulk episode to try to get all of that done, because I know, you know, I am sure you're interested in whatever it is we're doing. But I also want to get back to the big name teams. You know, the New Age Outlaws need to take on the Islanders in the first match of round two. And we haven't gotten to that yet. So I, ooh. Well, that's interesting. Why do I need. Huh. Why do I need to separate? Why couldn't I just do both of those? That's actually probably more interesting. I'm changing my mind. In the next episode, I am going to do round two of the tournament proper, which will then bump some people down. So we'll have the next match in our consolation round. We'll know our third round matchups. And then I'll also do the double losers bracket. So that sounds way more fun to me. Uh, than just trying to deal with, you know, a lot of teams I don't know or a lot of teams that weren't very good. I like that just fine. In our next episode, starting episode 21 of season two of the Corona Cup, uh, we're going to do round two 
and the double loser's bracket. And that'll take us some episodes to get through. All right. I'm glad we had this talk. I'm excited now to move on with the Corona Cup. Thank you for joining me on this episode. This will be right around 45 minutes long, which I think is just the perfect amount of time to talk about uh, names on a piece of paper in a notebook. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. I really encourage you to reach out and let me know a that you're listening and b what you think. What what did I majorly screw up? What teams did I just hose but good? Uh, you don't even need to do a hot tag. Just let me know. Reach out. Educate me. Teach me about some of these teams. If you know a lot about Ruckus and Jigsaw, please fill me in. Thank you for joining me once again. This chapter is closed. I'll see you the next time we go buy the book. I can't find the stop button. Oh, there's my mouse. Bye. I love you.